The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Feel it coming in the air. Yeah. And the screams from everywhere. Yeah. I'm addicted to the thrill. I'm ready. It's a dangerous Stop. love affair. Can't be scared when it goes down. Got a problem, tell me Stop. now. Only thing that's on my mind is who goes this town Hey, welcome to the Kwame Lassie Sports Talk. We are live on a Thursday. That's right, Thursday. Again, we probably will say this all week or probably for the next next week that we are four days a week. 888-346-9144. As always, Alex Clancy in the studio. We have a lot to talk about. Um, I thought Alex would be hosting today, but he's, you know, like rats. They usually go to where they comfortably going. He didn't get in the host chair. Um, so you should get kicked out. That's true. But we got a lot to talk about. We're going to talk about some um, uh, basketball lightly. There's three games going on tonight. The Boston Celtics finally won a game. They have played well in two games, uh, well, one game prior to winning. Um, but the NBA is so competitive. Uh, once you're in that East uh, division, they finally won a game. The uh, We're going to talk some um, football. We're going to get back into the conversation now, Richie Incognito, and we want to do Jonathan Martin, as well as the Miami Dolphins, can't do one without the other two. Who's at fault in this situation? But before we get into all that, I, I, I want to ask you, Alex, is Tiger Woods still hated uh, so much for it, – it's almost of a deception uh, because what went on – and uh, turn my mic back up, please – because what went on – uh, in his life, in his personal life, is he still hated? And I, and I ask you that question, and I say this because of uh, Phil Mickerson is Golf Magazine's 2013 Player of the Year. I'm a Phil Mickerson fan all the way, but I, th- I thought it went off numbers. That's why I'm not a real fan of who wins the Heisman unless it's just the out rate, out, um, outweighted race. But Phil Mickerson being the Golf Magazine's 2013 Player of the Year, when Tiger Woods ultimately had five wins this year, you know, he didn't win in the majors, but Tiger Woods, to his own... Uh, from the outside looking in, I want to say to his own demise, he always credited himself as a good season as winning a major. It is tough. These guys are good. We know that. We watch golf. We see them. Um, but somehow we still pick Tiger Woods to win majors, even in his down years. Uh, but he finds a way to win five tournaments. Uh, he Money winner. Uh, he hosted up the most trophies. Um, by shot, uh, beyond shots he's played, he's been dominant in that. Is he still hated for what he's doing? Because how you get penalized, um, and it's just a magazine cover. It's just a magazine. It's just somebody's opinion anyway. Uh, all through golf, it's just somebody's opinion, but the numbers don't lie. Yeah, it's uh, it's easy to like Phil Mickelson. Uh, he has a great family life. You know, the stuff we've talked about before about his his wife going through breast cancer and him going through all that and, and being with his family and all of that well, stuff. Well, hold that thought. Do, you, do I have to go through something tragic to be liked and, and how I come out of it? Because Tiger Woods had just a tragic – he had a tragic situation. His dad passed away. His um, personal life went – when his dad passed away, we would like to think 
and I and I'm not speaking for Tiger Woods, um, but for no man, um, but we like to think his disciplinary uh, leader went away, his his focus went away, and that's his dad. But then he went on to an extreme situation with uh, some infidelities that, you know, a lot of people are like they not part of or they they've never been wrong in anything. Uh, but to cut you off. Is that why he's not the man of the year still? Well, I mean, it, some infidelities happen every week. So, I mean, that, that was just the start. That was week one of the whole thing. But I think that with his dad, it's a double-edged sword because his dad made him who he is, and he also made him who he is. He's a social, he's socially inept, and, and he's getting better. And the thing with, I think, Elon and, and all that stuff kind of helped him in his social life, which, I mean, obviously in the – it was looked down upon. It was a bad thing that he did over and over again. But it kind of broke him from his from his mental toughness that we always grew to know about Tiger. Do I think that he was the best golfer this year? No. Uh, do I think he was the most consistent? Absolutely not. Who? Uh, Tiger. Um, to answer your question, I don't think people dislike him anymore. They haven't forgiven him, but but they've looked more of the, at just the sports aspect as opposed to his to his personal life. With Phil Mickelson, he was more consistent than Tiger this year. He didn't win as many tournaments, but I feel like Phil Mickelson has always been the safe face of golf. You know, he's always made a lot of money. He's always been great. He's always been um, a, a great face for PGA Golf Tour. No, uh, no, um, no questionable decisions on his part. No off-the-field drama right. is, what, it, is, is really what it comes down to as right. far as Phil and, and, yes, I mean, it, it doesn't really matter. I mean, I think that player of the year, there, it could have been so many. Like, all these young guys coming Adam up. Scott? He won one major. Right. You know, which is great for him. But in Phil Mickelson's stance, he, he did that a long time ago. You know, it took him a while to break through. But after that, he kind of took off. And it, it, we're, it, we have to see what happens with this younger crew with, you know, Keegan Bradley and, and uh, Matt Kutcher. Rose. Yeah, and Matt Kutcher's a little bit older. But with all these guys that have, that have won now, what are you going to do now? Because it's always a what have you done for me lately PGA Golf Tour. It really is. Because every week it's just you out there. And the, be- the cream always rises to the top. But, it, but winning and being in the top ten is so different in golf. And I think that Phil Mickelson, yes, I think he should have won player of the year. Yes, I do. To answer your question. Um, do I hate? Do I think people still hate Tiger Woods? No. First of all, Elon went from a housewife to a multimillionaire for doing nothing. Um, she went from a nanny to a housewife to a multimillionaire. Okay, I, I will go with that too. <laughs> uh, for doing nothing, but Tiger Woods is the one hated. That could never happen to a man. They, they never. They would never consistently get fifty million dollars for doing nothing, and then she want more for doing nothing. She went from a nanny, but Tiger Woods. And I'm not defending him, so I want to say that just like Voice America, Careful. just like Voice America doesn't um, defend anything we say on this show. Uh, these are our own words, our own opinions, and most of it's alleged. Um, he didn't understand that she was put there for him, put in place for him, and he just thought it was the you know the greatest thing ever. And, and how they both come up, and who was in their life, their lives uh, at the time. Phil Mickelson does have drama. His mom, I think, his mom and his wife yeah. at the same time, and he came out of it. He was shown as a family man that golf wasn't important. Phil always showed that golf wasn't important. Phil would do family first. Well, most of these golfers don't have a, a family or don't come from a strong family background where that matters. They come from doing your job or getting out there, and they feel that if I got my job done, if I do everything I'm supposed to do, then I can take care of my family. I'll be all right. And it's looked at differently. depends on who that person is trying to judge them. Uh, I'm a Phil Mickelson fan. I, I, I say that. I've been saying that. I'm a Tiger Woods fan. I didn't ask Tiger Woods to show me how to be a husband. I didn't ask him to show me how to raise my kids. I, I said, let me enjoy you uh, playing golf. 
the reason why I picked up the game of golf because of Tiger Woods. The reason why everyone still during the week or weekends, well, I say during the week, uh, prior to Thursday, still hate on Tiger Woods. But when Thursday come, they put their money on Tiger Woods. Yeah, and that's why they watch. That's why they watch. And that's why the, the – uh, but you would ask a lot of these guys that play around Tiger Woods, that play with Tiger Woods, he's the reason why the money is the way it is. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. But it's also – Tiger has separated himself. He's been the bubble boy forever. He's always been by himself. And, again, that goes back to his dad. He's Michael Jackson. I, I think he's, a lot less plastic surgery, I would think. <laughs> And uh, and his indiscretions were a little bit worse than Tiger's. If, if we're gonna, never mind. Anyways, yeah, because Michael Jackson. That's well, a whole nother, That's a whole nother <laughs> and, topic. And and w- when we had Jill on the show, uh, I asked her about if if it's an innate responsibility to be a role model when you're on TV and when you're when you're a superstar. And I don't think it is, uh, which is which could be unfair to all the kids out there watching golf. And uh, with Phil Mickelson, he's done nothing wrong, and he's he's a better role model, quote unquote, than Tiger Woods on the face of it. We don't know about their personal lives, really. We don't know if we, we really don't know anything besides the fact that they make a lot of money and they're they're exemplary golfers. And, That's really it. And, and some will say you get all that money just to play golf, and 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 people around here, the average person, will say, "Well, I have to pay one hundred and fifty to play golf." Yeah, you get. They do have to pay an entry fee. These golfers, these professional golfers, do have to pay an entry fee. It's just the sponsor has to pay it for. Will pay it for them. Yeah, or you could be Tiger Woods and get three million dollars to go play in a tournament in in China or, or wherever. But he's he's. Would you agree? He's earned that. Like yeah. Most of these golfers earn that. And 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 golf. When MB Park won three straight majors, uh, when Stacey Lewis won a major, does it have to be because women in golf is not as uh, prominent or promoted or marketed? Like men events and men golf, could there have been a woman on the uh, golf magazine of the year? You know, if she won all four, if she'd won all four, then yes. I mean, I, I she has I to win all four as opposed to Phil Mickelson winning one. Yes, absolutely. I think if she won three in this a row in a very can't. dominating fashion, and she kind of she kind of uh, see, I think there's a lot of guys making these decisions as like you, and by that I mean we put it harder on women. It's already harder because they have to compete with men do. Mm-hmm. So it's already hard on them. They can't get the marketing. We watch we watch WNBA. You and I went to games here. We it looked like NASCAR. They had every sponsor possibly they can get on their shirt. Yeah, the LifeLock, the the Phoenix LifeLock. Right. And they don't even but, have the Mercury on there. But you know, it's easy to promote them because they do play passionate basketball. They do play with a passion as opposed to you won't you don't see as much passion in, in men unless you're talking about the top tier teams with all the talent and that quest to finally win an NBA championship or a, a college collegiate championship. Yeah, I mean, I think that, that going back to my if she would have won four statement, uh, with the history of Annika Sorostam and, and Kari Webb and the women that really dominated the, the sport of golf in their field, that doesn't happen really anymore. You know, Paula Creamer was there. Sari Pak was there for a while. Mm-hmm. They had some, but it, but there's there hasn't been a Tiger Woods there. And it would have shown innate dominance if the Grand Slam would have been won, it, you know, just out of the blue with, with all of the storylines that have happened with P, with men's PJ golf this year. If she would have won four, I really think that she had, she would have been a top three choice to win a uh, golfer of the year. It's, it's tough. It's Men tough. or women, it's so difficult to win four. I mean, it's so difficult to win one If anybody wins two, I'm thinking, if you win one, you in the category. Uh, Adam Scott, Justin Rose, you, those type guys, uh, you win one, you in that category. But to win four straight majors, that's like Annika Light. Yeah, no, absolutely. And and Jason Day is a perfect example. Not even Annika. Who, who came out the Annika? Annika was the the focal point of women's and golf And she was for a there for a time. long time. And, and Kari Webb was there a little bit before her and during. 
but there was there's another I can't think her name. She's a, a she's Hispanic. Oh yeah, I, I know who you're talking about. And I, and I but she she left golf to get married and mm-hmm. have kids, yeah. which is understandable. She another Phil Mickelson that's a Phil Mickelson situation. Yeah, having uh, balance in your life is so important. I, I think I think it is I, having balance, and I, I think that's why you know a lot of us fall slow. And I put me in that category: having balance and having discipline. Because um, I lost, you know, what I was doing, what I was doing, I had a lot of discipline. I just was stayed straight. Um, but when you didn't have to be somewhere, do this, do that, you lose a lot of discipline. Um, sure. Because you feel like, well, I can, I don't have to do it now. And can you innately lose self-worth there, too? Because nobody's telling you what to do. It's, it's all on your own. And you really haven't had to deal with that since you were 16. You say self-worth? Self-worth, yeah. Like, like you get lost. If, oh, if you don't yeah, have, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, look I at people a, coming out of college and stuff, and yeah, they're trying to get, get a lost. job. You, you've been told what to do since you were eight years old. Go to school, come home, do your homework, and do it eat, for somebody else. And it was never, and, and not never, but it was a majority of it was never for you. It was for somebody else. Do this, do this, do this. Now going to school, all that stuff is for you. Uh, but you need to play this way. You need to do this. I need you here. I need you there. That was always for somebody else. That it wasn't like, oh, what kind of person is that making me? That made me valuable to you as opposed to it was to me. Um, you know what? We're gonna take a break. We'll we'll finish up. We'll come back and we'll talk some uh, football. We'll get into um, uh, incognito, <laughs> incognito, uh, Richie, Miami Dolphins, and uh, Jonathan Martin. Quarterback Sports Talk. Alex Clancy. We'll be right back. Internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Looking for the best show about horse racing and handicapping? Want to play the ponies? Join us every week for Winning Ponies with John Engelhart, racing's regular guy, where you'll go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys, trainers, agents, and handicappers in the world of horse racing. This show is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies handicapping website. Listen for top plays for the weekend and the spot play of the week and win prizes just for calling in. Winning Ponies with John Engelhart is live Thursdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Network. The job of a professional athlete is never complete. In Life After the Game, host Lamar Campbell will take an inside look at how athletes are making the transition from the professional athletics world to the professional business world. You'll understand the goals, motivations, and personalities that drive these players off the field and in their post-professional career. Tune in to Life After the Game with Lamar Campbell every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Want to experience football from the perspective of two former players who also have coaching experience? Tune in to Sports Info UM with Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword. We'll talk about the drafts, play-by-play, and even what's happening in the offseason. Daryl and Sam have the connections and the knowledge to bring you the inside stories of the game's past, present, and future. We'll cover the camps, on and off field, and everything else, football and beyond. Sports Info UM is heard Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. The opening kickoff is a beauty. It's a fly ball deep right field. That goes O'Neal. He's a tough shot. Got it with 2.8 seconds left. I don't care where they put him. This one is out of here. From high school to the pros, we... 
cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. Welcome back to the Kwame Lasseter of Sports Talk. Alex Clancy in the studio as always. Alex, uh, he don't miss a he doesn't miss he don't miss at all, do you? Uh-uh. I gotta find a way to get you out of here. Oh, yeah. uh, you! I tell you what, eight 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 three four six nine one four four. If you want to join the topic or the conversation um, or what we're on, or what we're on, Francis, you better step your game up because Gloria <laughs> called in and she gave. She's now on our. Information board. She's now doing our research, and I won't tell you. I won't say Gloria's last name, but I will say. Well, because you don't know it. So I will sorry. say Alex's mom. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know Gloria's last name, but Gloria. We were trying to figure out who was one of some of the top uh, female women before and after uh, Annika Sorstein, and we were talking about the Man of the Year or Golf Magazine uh, Person of the Year. Does it always have to be a man? Because women's sport is not as prevalent viewed. I watch women golf all the time. I think I learned more from watching women golf because they doesn't. It's not a kill the ball. It's not a I'm gonna go for this. It's always smart playing. It's always smart golf. It's a Jim Furyk approach. Jim Furyk, yeah. Fairways yeah. and greens. Yeah, fairways and greens. Uh, don't get in trouble. Uh, take what the course give you. Uh, take advantage of the course when you have a chance. So we we um, Gloria said Na- Nancy Lopez. Lopez. Well, which so was, it, it was, it was good in guess. her era. It was in her era. That's why. <laughs> you call my mom old? Yeah. I don't know. Is she how you at seventeen or twenty seven? You know, you don't know. Anyways, you don't know. You don't even know how you old your mom is. Yeah, I do. Okay, I just not going to tell you or anyone else. <laughs> You're welcome. Anyway, thanks, Glory, for uh, joining our research team. We, we were looking for more information to help uh, Alex out. Um, but it was Lorena Ochoa. Both of us were stumped on mm-hmm. that. Uh, so and she could be easily the um, woman of the year when she was playing, and she was. She was at time. But it was, it was Tiger Woods were always in the picture though. That, until that incident he had, he was always in the picture. It just, it just prompted me to go to: Is he still hated by that? Well, uh, put it this way: If, if he would have won the FedEx Cup this year, he would have won Player of the Year. And and he just he just kind of folded. I and mean, everybody expected him he, to. He was right there too. Yeah. He was right there. I think if he'd won the FedEx, they still would have gave it to Phil. I don't know. I, Winning the FedEx again for I Tiger wouldn't would be. bet on it, but I think they would. You know, they looking for a reason to give the Phil. If you want to. You find somebody's faults, and then you you try to find somebody's others who you really want to have it. You find their greatness, and you try to make it supersede the faults instead of talk about both greatness at the same time. And if they did have faults, at the, that at the same time. But uh, I'm a Phil Mixon fan. I'm a Tiger Woods fan. I'm a lot of I'm a lot you of make fun of Phil a lot. I do. He got that goofy <laughs> walk and goofy. It's almost like he don't care, but he wouldn't show up every week if he didn't care. Um, and as a fan, I want him to be more than he already is. I can't. That's how fans are. You go to a football game. It's never good enough. No, it's never good enough. They feel like they can. Football fans feel like, why do you do this? Why do you do that? If you could do it better, you would be out there. Mm-hmm. It, and I'm not saying all everybody on that field is the greatest, uh, but I like to think they have some talent to why they are on the field. Oh well, uh, yeah, and I and I think the common misconception is of people that are fanatics. You know, the diehard fans that they're playing. That all players are playing for the fans. They're playing yes to entertain the fans. But when it comes down to it, you're playing to win the game, and you're playing for a paycheck. Not in, in one order or the other. You know, the paycheck could be the last, li- last thing on the list, because I know people love they don't to play for the love it. of the game. Yeah, I, I'm sure that you didn't think about Yeah, so, but, <laughs> but I, I fans... Don't, I don't think they... they you, write, you write on. They don't think about it. They, that's, that stuff takes place as far as the financial part of it. It may be jokingly said during the season, but guys... 
real ball players uh, with the great ownership and organization they're a part of, they like to take care of that stuff on the off season. Or uh, if it comes up at the end of the year, try not to because it, it be becomes a distraction. Sure, distraction. Yeah. Um, but they like to take care of that stuff on the off season, and that way you can play free. That way you feel like, all right, this organization want me here. They they did this. They did that. Let me play ball. Now it's my turn to play ball because most times you get paid for what you're about to do, uh, or what you've already done. If it's baseball, if it's yeah, if it's baseball, which you were you play done. it forward and then get paid after. And it doesn't matter what happens <laughs> yeah. afterwards. But but yeah, yeah. In football, man, you, I, I've sat on the couch and said, well, "Why you? What are you doing?" Because I wanted you to be. Because I'm a fan of his. I wanted you to do more than I than you can do. And I'm just thinking you can do more because. I think I know the game inside and out. That's what I think. That's not always the case. Um, and speaking of football, let's get into football as far as the Miami Dolphins is concerned. And I didn't want to talk about this, but there's new stories. There's new mm-hmm. leads to uh, parts of the story. Um, the Miami Dolphins, uh, Jonathan Martin, Richie Incognito. Um, who's at fault? Um, and, and this will be the question in the, of this conversation, uh, this, this topic, this part of uh, the segment. Who's at fault? in the Miami Dolphins situation, uh, there's one thing to be tough. Uh, then there's one thing to be smart, intelligent. Um, as far as men and males go, we were always taught to be tough. We was always taught to don't, don't cry. You fell on the ground. You, you fell on the ground. You hurt yourself. Get up, shake it off. Don't cry. I, I've done it before with my boys. And then I realized I was dumb. I'm just falling into the dumbness of, cause girls are raised. Women are raised. Men and boys are loved. You have to do both. You have to raise your daughters and love your daughters. You have to raise your men, uh, your boys, and love your boys. Or they're going to be sitting on the couch um, at 23, 24 years old, sitting on the couch right out of college. Like, well, my mom loves me. Uh, and maybe there's not a um, – we. I don't want to get too far into the mother and son relationship, but we were always taught to uh, shake it off, get back in there, don't, don't cry. Sure. I, I think that's idiotic. Yeah, I I really think with all the stuff that's come out, to answer your initial question, I don't know who's at fault now. I like it, with all the stuff that's, and this shows how much we really know about the situation when things are brought out of context and just thrown at us about the voicemail and then thrown at us about the 15k that that Martin had to give Incognito for the Vegas trip. Mm-hmm. All of these veterans have come out saying, "My rookie year, I had to pay a hundred thousand dollars in breakfast and dinners for my team." Like all of these things. That this, person lying. Well, okay, th- th- this is what's happened. Over the course of everything, you've had to pay for dinners, right? Right. We talked about this before. And another guy came out, I was listening to the radio, he said that he had to pay $40,000 over the course of his rookie year. And his, his, his signing bonus was like $25,000. So that's a lot of money. And if that's the hazing that comes out of it, okay, fine. You know, financially, it'll all come back. You know, it's, you're paying it forward again. I'm going to use that phrase again. Um, with the interviews done by the veterans on the Dolphins, Especially Brian Hartline, his, his really rang true. He just said that it seemed like these guys are really good friends. That, you know what? Let me paint the picture to that, and I'm glad you brought that up. If I'm um, in the uh, incognito's corner, if I want to make him seem like he was just a passionate, aggressive Which guy. Which it seems like a lot of people are now. Right. Well, if I, if I want to paint the picture, um, and maybe it is because I don't know. I'm not in the Dolphins locker room. I don't, I don't, I'm, I'm saying it from Arizona. And what I get on the news or the TV and people I know. But if I want to paint this picture, I'm going to make them friends. So uh, Richie, you know, it seemed like this was all on him. And then I'm going to listen to and hear, hear things about, well, the coaches told him to do this, toughen him up. Not, not put, put him under your wings and, 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 and 
Not, not I won't say nurture because people take it the wrong way. You talk about nurture and you talk about football. I've always say you bring a guy in, a quarterback like Pittsburgh do, let him sit around for two or three years, then play him. I, I think that's nurturing. Uh, but you take a guy under your wings and uh, you show him the ropes. They say toughen this guy up. And then I've heard an interesting point as far as uh, his position, maybe one of the toughest positions, left tackle mm-hmm. to a right-handed quarterback, the blind side of this guy. How does the um, the coach, was it Philip? Um, Joe Philbin. Yeah, Philip. He he doesn't call this guy, and that's the quarterback's blind side protection. He doesn't call this guy and say, what's going on? Why you didn't Why you miss two days of uh, voluntary, and I'm doing my mm-hmm. air quotes, involuntary camp. It's involuntary, but everybody knows you have to be there. You should be there. You better be there because we built in a team. And Miami Dolphins had a little buzz going on. Not that Ocho Cinco nonsense or when they was on that hard knock, but they had a buzz going on. And this might be an okay team. Yeah, they, they, they were picked to win the division by some people. Right. They may compete. Um, and, and they got most of the pieces in uh, place right there as far as to, to be successful. They still have they still have a two years to go when they just dominate and get the Jets, the Patriots, and Buffalo um, but they had this uh, they had this guy out for two ga- two two practices, and no one called him. So I don't know when he comes in. You tell your bad boy or your aggressor or your your and he's a captain. You tell him toughen him up. Yeah, I mean, and, and it makes sense on paper that that is exactly what you're supposed to do as a veteran is toughen up the second year guy that might not be pulling his weight uh, mentally in, in mental strength. I'm really curious, and I don't know who this person, if it is one person or if it's a group of people, who mentored Richie Incognito? No one. Because I'm curious. Well, no, I'm saying on the football field. I I know that in in his family life and whatnot, that came out that. Coming into the league? Yes. Who was the Richie Incognito to his Jonathan Martin? Right. Like, who was that? And if, if there is one person that mentored him, why hasn't he said anything yet? You know, like there's some, there's a whole nother level of things that are happening that from Richie Incognito's camp that hasn't really been brought out yet. Yes, the veterans, the veterans are backing him up. The, the racial stuff, nobody's, nobody's putting their name on that, saying that that was okay, obviously, because it's not. But we don't know the whole story of anything that's yeah. going on. It's starting to slowly procure out and, and come out. But Monday Night Football this week against Tampa Bay, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see how the team comes out. And if they band together, if they get beat by an 0-8 awful team. Because that'll really show what the mental strength of the team as a whole is this week with all this stuff that's come out. Well, I, well, I think this is a serious incident. It's not just uh, these two guys. But, it, you know, in the beginning, Richie was um, he was adamant about what he was doing was right. He was adamant about um, it wasn't a, you know, these emails and these texts. And then the email and text came out. Then he disappeared. And you know, I haven't heard anything about it. Now, you mentioned something about the team. Well, when you're in the locker room, you are a family. So I'm not going to throw my family member under the bus. I'm going to pull you to the side and say, yeah. Just like, uh, well, say he's a great teammate. Richie is a great teammate. I'm also going to tell you that Jonathan, if he came, Jonathan Martin, if he came back, yo, we're going to accept him on open arms. That happens, and that's a win-win for whomever's talking about these two in the locker rooms. You're not, burnt, you're not throwing either one of them under the bus. So when, when you can when you can bring these guys back into the fold, and, and they're speaking in front of the people, you're getting the exact words of what. Because somebody's going to say the coach had something to do with it. Yeah. Someone's going to say that. And as far as the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I'll tell you what, we'll take a break. We'll come back as far as them worrying about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Who's worrying about them right now? Seattle did last week. Uh, yeah, well, Seattle took them for granted, like you said. Yeah. Kwame Supposed Talk, we come back. Alex Clancy in studio.
your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. This week on The Revolution with Jim and Trav, that's presented to you by Outdoor Channel. Hey, we're talking wolves and the pros and cons of them with David Allen from the Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation and Minnesota Deer Hunter Association Executive Director, Mark Johnson. Ah, we're a wolf pack! With uh, Jeff Hagner, who's the Director of Montana Fish, Wildlife, and Parks, and finally, Mrs. Bonnie. And it's brought to you by Outdoor Channel and Ram Trucks. Wednesdays at 1 Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Sports continues to grow and evolve to ever-increasing prominence in today's society. On All Around Sports, host John Inglesby will connect with the leading newsmakers from the sports world, including players, owners, and fellow sports journalists, discussing the top news and events that are relevant to sports today. John will also report from and offer his experience of the world's top sports events. Tune in to All Around Sports with John Inglesby, Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Sports and medicine go hand in hand. Quite simply, if you aren't up to your game health-wise, you won't be up to your game on the field. That's where Bruce the Sports Doc comes in. Dr. Bruce Grossinger uses his medical training and experience to bring you a link between sports and medicine, from the latest advances and treatments to discussion behind the injuries of the week. Bruce the Sports Doc and his team of guest experts are here each week to lay it on the line in terms that you can understand. Tune in every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Welcome back to the Formula Sports Talk. Alex Fancy in the studio. We're talking some Miami Dolphins football. Uh, not statistics, not the numbers, not the game that's coming up this week that they had to play against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers who should have almost beat the Seattle Seahawks who many have in the Super Bowl this year. Um, the question was, between in this conversation, who's at fault? And now with more information coming out, it, it's it's tough to say because – you can't have a – and here's the word that's been thrown out, cold red. You can't have a situation like that um, on your football team. It doesn't even make sense. Yeah, you can say, you know, bring this guy. Alex, go get this guy. Uh, talk to him. Make sure he's make sure he's straight. Make sure he's, he's ready mentally. He's ready to play. Because everybody's physically ready to play football. Mentally is those guys who stay around. Mentally, those guys who don't make the same mistakes over and over. Mentally is those guys who know it's third and one or fourth and one. We got to have a first down. We don't ju- we don't fall start or we don't jump outside. Mentally, a lot of guys leave the game because they can't think. They can't think when they're tired. Uh, if you can't think when you fresh, the game just started. Uh, and I'm not going to even throw the the anxiety, the passion, the the, the your drive into that that makes you do that. You got to have common sense to control your mental. And when guys can't control your mental, if I'm a coach, and this was said to uh, uh, Richie, and I know what type of guy he is. He's been, he's had trouble in Nebraska. We, we know his past. We know of his past. Uh, allegedly, he had trouble in Nebraska. He got he got in an argument with the coach on uh, in St. Louis. He, he got kicked off another team or released from another team, and he ended up in Miami. He ended up Miami because Miami wanted to show some toughness. And I think I said this Tuesday when I said South Beach, Miami, Sunshine, Palm Trees. Um, we don't want to be that laid-back team. You enjoyed that. You enjoyed Miami on the offseason and football. So we had to bring in a we had to bring in a tough guy to um, to show that you know we're going to be dominant. We're going to be physical on the, on the um, offensive side of the football because their defense has always played well mm-hmm. as of late, as the past few years. Uh, but if I got a crazy guy on my team, and I really want him to do something, there's three things I can say to him. 
First one, I'm going to hype them up. Uh, two, I'm going to tell them this is the way we got to do it. Three, I'm saying, look, you're a leader. You're a captain. These guys look up to you. What you going to do? What are you going to do? Run into that wall. And as you're saying these things, you let the momentum build up. You let the excitement build, the anxiety, the, the anger, the, yeah, you know what? You're right. Yeah, that's a that's that's a guy who doesn't have sense in his head. Somebody can pub up, uh, pump up, and make him run to a wall. I'm not saying this is that guy, but his past says, "Well, you can say anything and do anything to him, and he's going to take the lead." He's like, "You know what, Coach? I got it from here. I'm gonna go and take Jonathan Martin, and I'm gonna make him tough. He can't make anybody tough. If you're not tough. You're not gonna be tough. You cannot make anybody tough. I don't care what you say. That's why it's idiotic to keep telling kids, "Don't cry. If, if it hurt." You know, cry. You don't have to. Uh, you slipped on a carpet, on a plush carpet. You know, you know, you, you don't have to cry over stuff like that. But if it hurt, it cried. You cry. It, it's crying is not always a bad thing. But if you're crying for every little thing, that's a whole another whole another topic. But when you got a guy like um, like Richie Incognito, who's had a trouble past, who's been who's been a guy that's been an aggressor who is a talented football player, who I would want on my team in that position because he will set the lead. He will be set the tone of this is how we're going to play football, but how you treat people and what's in your head for you to say the things, the racial slurs and all that. The racial slurs really is, is a problem with me. Um, where would that come from? Like you don't just all of a sudden say that. You've always, you always say that. You've been saying it. It's not a first-time thing for him. Yeah. You you mentioned that with the receiver uh, for Philadelphia. It's not a first-time thing. Uh, and I think a lot of with the TV shows, the the movies, the, the music ha- has played a part in that because depending on what kind of music guys like or maybe their environment or their upbringing, that stuff just don't pop in your head. You've said these things before. So if I got a guy like Richie, to bring it to a close, I got a guy like him, trouble pass, I want to hype him up, do some things. Almost like a cold red situation. Take care of this guy. Make sure he's on board with how we want to play football. Yeah, I mean, it, and that's all. There's definitely some truth to that. Uh, but you got to look at Jonathan Martin. He's he went to Stanford, and who whose blind side did he protect there? Andrew Andrew Luck. Luck. Okay, he he came up in a in, in an NFL style offense at a great institution academically and uh, and athletically. You don't have to be tough. You just have to block for the quarterback. I mean, I think that there's a common misconception with if you can handle the, the physical pressure, he's 6'5", 315. Okay, so he's a big boy. Mm-hmm. So he has the physical strength to do it, and he's done it, obviously. Second-round pick. Uh, Stanford was top 10 almost the whole time he was in at Stanford. He blocked for the best quarterback in college football for his tenure there, and Andrew Luck was pretty clean most of the time. You know, he he didn't he didn't get sacked a numerous amount of times, hence warranting the second round pick. They was they was uh, vying for a uh, championship at, when Luck was there, when both of those guys were there. Right, and then they lost to USC. Right. Uh, I really think that Jonathan Martin will come back. He'll apologize. He'll give a heartfelt apology, probably some tears for what leaving his team for leaving his team and saying what he did, mm-hmm. and they'll accept him back. Be like, hey, I'm a kid. I make mistakes, and I don't think I made a mistake. I'm standing up for what I did, but I apologize if this affected you in an adverse way. And I and I do apologize for that. Richie Incognito, you know what you're going to get with him. Double-edged sword. Once again, he's he's a beast. He's somebody you want on your team, but he could be a cancer in the locker room. And obviously, it showed this way from what is what has been leaked out to the press and, and to everybody else. So it we have no idea what's going to happen yet. 
give it give it a week or two. Maybe more things will come out. Maybe there'll there'll actually be an apology from one or the other. I don't think there will be, but maybe Incognito will apologize because his agent's going to make him some to that effect. But we'll see what happens because so many things could happen from here on out with with the situation. But but who's you know, but who's going to be at fault? Because the I don't think it, anybody needs to be. Well, the Dolphins coaches, you they, you can, I I'm in. I agree with this. This, the locker room is for the players. Coaches have a committee of players. He designates as, not all of them are captains. You know, you might have a guy who's been there for ten years, um, and that doesn't want him to be a captain. That he has the pulse on the locker room. He's been in the locker room ten years. Uh, you would like for him to be a captain. But as a coach, you know what's going on with your team. If you don't, then you've lost ownership of everything. Well, you, you can't have both. You can't have both. You can't have the locker room being just the players and then have the coach know everything that's going on with the team. No, you know what the coaches do? The coaches are uh, snakes, and some coaches. And when I say snakes, I say, you know, when you go to the training room, that's why guys stop talking in the training room. You get hurt. Guys don't like to be in the training room. Give me my ice and whatever I got to get, and let me go do it at my locker. Uh, because guys were talking in the locker room, and there are some trainers. Now, I have some of the best trainers, Omohundro, uh, Jim Shear, uh, Machine, and uh, Jeff. Uh, those guys, they, they were, nothing came out that locker room. Nothing came out that training room uh, with the Arizona Cardinals to a coach. Um, not while I was there. But some trainers, well, you know, you think you're having a conversation. You think you and I are in the training room, we think we're having a conversation about, you know, how we feel, what's going on. That information magically gets to the coach. There was nobody in there but you, me, you, and the trainers. That, that you're supposed to have some separation. If the coach wanna find out something, he you know, you you have your do boys, you have your snitches and all that nonsense uh around, uh you have your infiltrators, uh and they they're on staff for that reason. But you can't you have to know if I'm the head of this ship, I have to know which way we're sailing. I have to know what's going on in that locker room, but I'm not going to be down in that locker room because that, that is you, your, you guys' domain. That is where you guys figure out your own problem. That's why you have leaders, captains, and teammates, uh, and that's why you call it a family situation because you can't create a family situation because every family has problems, but they fix them. And, and as soon as you start taking your family issues outside of that and everybody knows about it, now you got a division. Now you got separation. Now everybody can get in your business, and then they ask you questions. And now you can't get ready for a Tampa Bay game because you have to play this week, and you have to win it. Do you think that you just answered the question <clears> as to who <throat> told the coaches? Do you think Jonathan Martin confided in somebody that he's close to that he thought that hey, I don't want to, I don't want this to mess up the team. I just, I, I need to tell somebody about what's going on. Do you think that that got leaked that way? And do you think that if that's the case, Jonathan Martin telling somebody like a trainer, say hypothetically speaking, do you think that that's looked at as snitching? By confiding in somebody that he said, don't tell anybody, I need to get this off my chest. Snitches get stitches. That's right. <laughs> no, I think um, I think Jonathan Martin was at his uh, wit's end. I thought he was just, enough was enough. But I don't uh, think he told, it, it came out that he didn't tell the coach, he didn't tell Coach Philbin. He might he might not have told Coach and, and maybe the then, reason. Then how did he find out? Then maybe the, the coach. Yeah. <laughs> like I said, somebody, yeah. somebody, coaches hire guys who has nothing to do with football to walk around the locker room and see what's going on. That that is a God and it's the truth. Kickers? No, I'm not kickers. Kickers, kickers are not even, even around. <laughs> kickers, kickers have a day on locker rooms, and that's outside of kicking balls and hitting golf balls. Um, still get paid though. Still get paid to do a job, but um, no, I think Jonathan Martin was at his wit's end. I thought he it was enough. Yeah, I'm not. You don't have to tell Jonathan Martin 
to be physical. He played physical in college. That was never questioned. It was never questioned until he got there. So you're not going. You're also not going to tell me he's mentally distraught. He has a problem. The guy went to Stanford. His mother and father went to Harvard. You're not going to tell me he wasn't mentally brought up. Uh, the 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 issue. Uh, I have uh, – well, one of the issues I have with this story, uh, underlying part of it, is he wasn't tough enough because he didn't carry himself a certain way. He didn't – maybe he didn't listen to certain music that, that was playing in the locker room or he didn't want to do this with this and that with the team consistently all the time. You know, some guys have their own lives. They, they want to do these things. Maybe he walk a certain way. Maybe he talk a certain way so he's not who he's, who he's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And guys take issues with that. And so they find a way to, to pick on him. Um, but a grown man with that type of sense, intelligence, background, I think he was just at his um, wits and he just left because it w- he found out there was no one in that locker room he can talk to. Normally, any situation, I'd be at defenses. You have some tough guys on offense. Don't get me wrong. But defensively, there's more tough guys in the locker room, and that stuff went, went on as long as it have. Uh, so when I, when I ask who's at fault, I think the coaches have to know something. I think the coaches have to know which way that ship is sailing if you're trying to get to a destination. Yeah. You're not just going to stay upstairs. You you know, you got to pulse. And that's why you designated a a committee team. And Marty Schottenham did that. And I was part of that, but it was never part of what what is this guy doing? What is LaDainian? Well, LaDainian was in there, but what is this other guy doing who's not in this meeting? It was not a snitch or it was not a, a tattletale session. It was like, all right, how's guys feeling on the field? What what do we need to do to make God, to to get this and going in the right direction? It was always a progressive movement. It was never uh, to retract on anything, to never never to point fingers at anybody. Uh, it was always and it stayed in the room. It stayed there. And then you know certain guys would go. We'll we'll have practice. Certain guys would go to their respective position, and and then they'll motivate their players in a certain way. Do you think that he even wanted to play football when he was younger? With with what was growing up, his parents went to Harvard. He went to Stanford. That's a good question. Maybe he was really good at it, and he grew to be really big, and he was really good. He went to an education because he probably got in for grades, mm-hmm. and he ended up going there. Probably got a scholarship, whatever. But he had the grades to get in. He was really exemplary with Andrew Luck there. Andrew Luck was an exemplary quarterback. Maybe it made him look better than he was, but he was still really good at it. He knew he could make money at it, so he just stayed. He got drafted in the second round. What if he didn't want to play football at all? Well, that's you know what? That's, you asked a good question because uh, when you're 6'5", and you have good enough and 300 feet, pounds. 6'5", 300 pounds, and you can move because all of you put in a tackle. You put me a left tackle. Uh, you got to have twinkle that, toes, yeah. That's arguably the second toughest position in football the left tackle position, you can say the quarterback and that goes hand in hand. But your feet are not good enough to play basketball, I'm, although I'm 6'5", but they're good enough to play football. I'm intelligent enough. I come from an intelligent background of family. I had a supporting cast within my family. Um, let me see what this football thing yeah, does. He's always been bigger than everybody else. Right. Let me just see what this football thing does. Somebody coerced, coerced him to say, man, you can play football. You can do it. You can go to school free. You pay for your school and all that. Um and you can make a living out of it. So that's a good question that I don't have to answer to. Yeah, um, we will have to get him on the show. Uh, that's <laughs> be, we'll see about that. Hey, Alex Clancy in the studio, Kwame Sports Talk. We'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. 
If you're looking for a show that takes you through the process of becoming a successful college athlete, you'll want to tune into Get It Done Sports Radio with host Karif Bird. You'll find out about the how-tos of getting to the next level and the do's and don'ts when preparing for college athletics. It's a complete inside look at what's turning out the next generation of players. Listen live every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Sports. What does success mean to you? Is it being just like the person on the other side of the fence where the grass is supposedly greener? We harbor too many feelings of envy and suppressed anger targeted at others, and it's holding us back from our success. Tune in to Wealthy Thoughts with Richard Levy. Just by listening, you'll be empowered to make positive lifestyle changes to live the successful life that you deserve to live. Wealthy Thoughts can be heard every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. The Sports Mavericks show redefines the elite athlete by bridging the gap between parents, athletes, and the community. Host Ida Moyer, a.k.a. the Oprah of Sports, brings to the Voice America Network original programming, balancing the pursuit of academic excellence and sports participation. The Sports Mavericks show airs every Tuesday evening at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Listeners will be engaged in straightforward talk, spontaneous and unscripted by the experts. Ida and her guests will explore the challenges of success and failure in sports and will help athletes and their parents navigate the transition from high school, college, and then on to the pros. We put fun back into sports and recognize role models in sports through our Sports Mavericks All-Star Award program. Tune in Tuesday evenings at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time with Ida Mouye and the Sports Mavericks Show right here on The Voice. Voice America Sports Channel. The opening kickoff is a beauty. It's a fly ball deep right field. That goes O'Neal. He's at the shot. Got it. With 2.8 seconds left to left. I don't care where they put him. This one is out of here. From high school to the pros, we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. Oh yeah, man! It's a sexy voice segment. <laughs> they, I think they want to hear it back in the engineer. I think those guys want to hear it. That used to be my sexy voice segment. Uh, I'm D music. Oh, <laughs> what, what, was it, D? Did D play that? <laughs> no, no, it was a uh, monk. Monk played that. That's right, guy. Hey, welcome back to the show. We got about eight minutes left in the show, uh, but we will be back tomorrow. But you know, and you know what? We was gonna talk basketball, but. There's three games tonight, and we'll talk about those games in their conclusion tomorrow because we will be back tomorrow, same time, 10 o'clock Arizona time, uh, 12 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, 10 o'clock Pacific Standard Time also, so I've been told. Um, we were talking about Miami Dolphins. Um, they say this guy was an outsider. They say he was uh, – he didn't conf- – he was – not tough enough, uh, and that's crazy. Any guy that makes it to that level has some type of toughness. I, I just don't buy it. Um, I, I think I heard his agent say you should have punched him in his face because that's what you do to bullies. No, that was the GM. The Jeff GM. Ireland said that. Yeah, well, th- his his Hollywood GM um, punched him in the face. Um, but that's what you do to bullies. You, you put, you know, I don't condone violence in the sense of just. I do. I do. Think you should protect yourself, 
I think um, if that was your last straw, do what you have to do. But you don't want this to come to a situation where one guy fear him so much. Uh, instead of respecting him, he fears him, and then he takes him out of his own hand and somebody loses life. Because yeah. those type of situations come, it comes to that sometimes. Yeah, uh, and uh, just one thing about this, the last thing I'll say about this is... No, it, well, we'll it, talk about it again tomorrow. If we stick to exactly what we know and not uh, speculate on what it could be or what it could not be, feel like the answers will come out clearer that way. I mean, the media speculates. That's that's what a lot of the stuff and stories are. Like, why did this happen? Why did this happen? We know exactly what happened as, as what's been given to us. Right. And we see it transpire. And then when new facts come out is when we can talk about it more. It's just like you, you, we could talk about this for six hours every day, you know, because there's, so there's so many different storylines about it. I just think that Jonathan, Fre- Jonathan Martin w- checked into a, to a hospital. Uh, he had a brief stay at the hospital. So he's doing what he needs to do to get better. And Incognito is backing off. He just bought a new Ferrari. He's, he's backing out into the sunset at this point. And then everything's going to come to a head for one last thing that we're going to actually find out everything that happens. So I'm so curious. I just don't – I have no idea where it's going to go. Right. Uh, hopefully it ends well, but I haven't heard anything from Richie. And I don't want, I don't want to talk to Steph, but – He well, said it, you have to weather the storm. I'm trying to weather the storm yeah. in his interview. That was it. Well, and which is – you know, you do what you have to do to get by this, uh, then come out and get in front of the podium. Anytime guys get in front of the podium, it's never good. It's yeah. never good. One of my favorite committees, uh, uh, Bill Burr. He say, "Oh, you got to do that. You got to do that podium thing. You get in, you get in front of the podium. It's over." Um, let me say this because we want to get into week ten of football. Alex gonna run down some teams or maybe some scores, maybe just teams and their opponent. Um, but I do want to say this: one of my favorite favorite athletes of all time. Uh, when I used to be a Cowboys fan, I took my school picture in a a number thirty three jersey. Uh, I still have that school picture somewhere in my grandfather's of. Uh, Chess. My grandfather kept a chess with everything, all everything that was valuable. So obviously, my school picture would be in there. Um, <clears throat> it's having issues, and, and this is this is an issue that we talk about coming out of football. Let me say, Tony Dorsett is uh, says he's struggling with his memory. He's losing his memory. Sad, sad, sad thing. Uh, you, you you don't want to think that the banging of football or something like that happens, but when you're banging heads, obviously it does. And then playing in Dallas on that turf. Uh, so he's he's struggling with life. He's struggling, losing his memory. He's struggling with life, and you, and you just hate to see uh, things go down that way. With you know, you do, you think these guys are Superman. That's as a fan, because I'm a oh, fan. Yeah, <clears throat> you think there's a fan. As a fan, I'm thinking these guys are Superman. They they can't get hurt. I, I see, I see Tony Dorsett. I see him enough. I see him enough uh, doing events, uh, but. I don't see anything different, but I don't know his struggles. I don't know his his livelihood, his struggles, or what he's going through. I talk to his son uh, time to time, uh, Anthony Dorsett. Um, but they uh, just keep that family in in your prayers, uh, in a positive spirit. I, I would say, keep that family out there. But it's unfortunate that another athlete and what the NFL just did. The NFL could have settled that case for about two billion dollars. Yeah. Yeah, nobody gets any of that money, but the lawyers. They could have sold that for about two billion dollars, and they sold it for uh, seven hundred and let me say sixty thousand something, whatever it is. I don't care about the number. I think seven six five. But it had nothing to do with me. Nobody knocked on my door, sent me an email or, or a letter to my door, and say, "This is what we're doing. What do you think about this?" They, this was something just to hide that I 
payoff to say, I don't have to give you any more information on what we were trying to hide and what we were trying to hide. So now, and, and, and all that nonsense and all that rubble, um, because I, now I wouldn't say rubble because it's still some fire. A lot of guys are not happy about a lot. I mean, the majority of the guys are not happy about this case. If they are, they had something to do with getting some of this money. And that's why I trust no one. Yeah. I trust nobody to this day. Um, but to hide the fact that this thing can happen to you is the reason why guys like Tony Dorsett, Hall of Fame Tony Dorsett, is is struggling with life and, and losing his memory. I think I'm losing my memory. I can't remember anything. I, we were just trying to remember Lorena Ochoa. And I used to watch her all the time because I watched women golf. I could not remember th- her name. Thank you. Uh, no, you actually looked it up. Gloria told us Nancy, <laughs> Nancy Lopez. But to for for something like this, the, the safety uh, of the players are now coming to a um, forefront, and it's changing the game. I think anything which, as far as change is concerned, it's going to take some time. You look, Rolando McLean, didn't he retire? Yeah, but that was because he he, he had a rage disorder. Right yeah, there. yeah. He said the game was making him violent. Mm-hmm. And, the physical part of it. And then we talk about Richie and um and Jonathan as far as he's not tough enough. The game was making him violent. He retired from the National Football League. Yeah. I, I, for those of you who don't know, um, uh, CTE is what Tony Dorr said was is, uh, yeah, diagnosed. There, there's, he's showing signs of, which is chronic traumatic encephalopathy, which pretty much uh, is a buildup of tau, TAU, an abnormal protein that strangles brain cells in areas that control memory, emotions, and other functions. This guy, when he gets on planes, he doesn't know where he's going at times. He gets off planes, he doesn't know where he is. He drives his daughters, he drives his kids to soccer practice. He doesn't know how to get there. He's been doing it for 10 years. I do that right now, and I don't know the extent of mine. Which is So this is all this stuff is coming out in the NFL. want to punch him in the face. Uh, this is from an ESPN article. Uh, has repeatedly asserted that there is not enough evidence to draw a conclusion that playing football causes CTE or other brain damage. Get the hell out of here. Yeah. Like this is, this is like a loophole in the justice system. They know exactly what's happening, and this is Roger Goodell is trying to cover this up by making new rules for concussion tests and all that stuff. And while his intentions are good because a lot of this stuff happened way before his time as commissioner, it's still not covering up anything. Like, it's sprinkling sprinkles on top of a cupcake that's, that's the size of Montana. And don't you think he's covering up for the other, uh, what was it, people? Tagliboo. Tagliboo, yeah. Roselle and those guys who knew, this, knew these things. Uh, it's unfortunate um, that this comes to it. I know I'll be driving around, and I'm like, all right, how did I get this far? I, I don't remember seeing my landmarks. And uh, there was a, uh, another guy, Joe uh, Demelior, I, I think is how you pronounce his last name, said he had over 100 concussions in his estimation in his life. But you know how he was tested? You know where you are? If he can say, I mean, like like game. a finger test yeah. too. How many fingers I got up? Two. And, and he just he, put up a two just for can, for those of you who didn't see. Right, and and then you can go back in the game. That's yeah, how they it was tested. Ridiculous. Um, so you can be dead man walking on on the field after yeah. one. There's a lot of guys out there with dead man walking. A lot of guys that uh, played when it was football, football when you can bang and how they told us how to play. Dead man walking. Do you still want to be a man at that point? <sighs> Man, you lose so much, uh, you lo- and you were talking about your self-worth. You lo- a lot of emotions, a lot of mental stuff go through your head, and you feel like, and that's how guys um, take their own lives because yeah, they got, can't take it. we got to talk about that tomorrow. We'll talk about that tomorrow. There's, a, there's three games, NBA, uh, watch those, call in for the show tomorrow. Uh, we'll talk about those tomorrow. Also, we'll get into week 10 of the NFL season tomorrow. Alex Clancy, Kwame Sports Talk. We'll see you guys tomorrow.
for tuning in this week. Join us every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 12 noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time for another edition of Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. <laughs>